Hello, Cubs fans, and welcome to a brand new edition of Cubs on Tap. Uh, not the usual pep in the step today, Tyler. We had to change the hat a little bit today. The chain has been fired into the sun uh, because I don't know where the hell it is right now. Uh, it was just one of those days in Cubs baseball. Cubs lose 7-3 to to the piss-poor Rockies. And uh, Tyler, how are you doing today before we get into everything baseball? Ron, I'm drinking it. This is last show. This was a happy beer. This was a victory beer today. This is a just sad, just oh kind of beer. You know what I mean? Like like we talked about before the show, you've had a week from hell already, and it's only Wednesday. One of those kind of beers you just mm-hmm. you get home after a long, just bullshit day of work, and you're just like, oh. And that's that's just what I'm feeling right now, man. We weren't high enough, I guess. Yeah, I, I feel that, man. I am in the same boat. I will probably be joining you. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't bring a beer with me. Silly me. That's mistake number one. Um, but you know what, Tyler? You know why I forgot that? I, 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 I'm I in the dog days of September. And unfortunately, I think this Cubs team is too. Yep. And the last two games especially, but even today, was a really good example of that. Quickly in the comments here, Bernie. F the Rockies. Agreed. I'm yeah. I'm happy we don't have to see them at Coors anymore this season. Obviously, we'll see them yeah. at Wrigley um, uh, almost, a, a, what, a week from Friday. Uh, they'll yeah. be at Wrigley Field. Yeah. So, you know, they're they're coming. They'll be here soon. Um, but, you know, the, it, things are a little different at Wrigley than at Coors. The ball don't fly so so well for, yeah. uh, for some of these hitters. And, you know, ideally, you know, things will go better for the uh, for the Cubbies. Tyler, let, let's talk about today's game because from the jump, right? Obviously, Tyone gave up the you know the five runs, only three of which were earned, though, which is kind of where I'm going with some of this. Mm-hmm. You know, you had a couple of decent offensive performances from individuals, but as a team, only three for twelve at runners runners in scoring position, left the bases loaded multiple times in this game. And gave up way too many home runs. Rockies hit what? Yeah. Four, four homers, five homers in this game. Um, like more. Yeah, ball go far in this case. The the Rockies went far, uh, getting those seven runs in this one. Tyler, it, it feels like you know. And, and let's get into it because you brought it up a little bit too in our pre-show discussion. Everybody's pointing the finger at David Ross. Yeah, right now. Oh, this decision from David Ross was dog shit. Oh, this decision here was not right. Oh, stupid coaching and blah, blah. Yeah, oh, blah, blah, blah. But unfortunately, it seems to more so be a result that these guys just aren't in the game, it feels like, mentally. You know what I mean? Like, guys, guys are going up with great plate appearances when there's nobody on base, and then all of a sudden you get bases juiced. To me, this series was the classic example. The guys were not trying to take what the Rockies gave them and do too much. Yeah. And then when they got a lead, because it happened multiple, multiple nights in this series, actually all three games, the Cubs got a lead. And then it's almost like they forgot how to close teams out and ultimately pissed away a couple leads. Obviously they, they lucked yeah. out on Monday, but right oh, now God, yeah, that's two games in a row now where mental mistakes yeah. Perhaps your error today was very costly. Ended with, with a, a two-run shot, gave the Rockies the 5-3 lead. They never mm-hmm. looked back. 
And yesterday, right, Juicin and Nick talked about it on last night's show, running into outs on the yeah, base pass. out on the bases. Which is the dumb shit we saw a year ago. Yeah. Tyler, it's like this team, I get it. it it's a marathon. It, it is. We all know that. But it really feels like this team is starting to sputter at a wrong time. Mm-hmm. And you hope it's just a blip on the radar. You hope it's, you know, being at Coors and the altitude. And you, you hope it's all of that crazy shit. But you got a well-needed off day coming tomorrow on Thursday. They really need to look themselves in the mirror and say, we cannot beat ourselves Yeah. when the Diamondbacks are on the schedule yeah. here in, in, in a couple of days. Because, I, yeah, I agree. Uh, there's really not much from these two, from these three games, honestly, where you – me personally can sit here and say, like, I can't point the finger at David Ross and be like, this his decision making in these three games is why they lost the two out of three. Because, like, I mean, just stupid mistakes. You get bases loaded less than one out, and this is the time of the year. I get it. Baseball is a marathon. Baseball, we it has its ups and downs. It's a it's a contest. It's just a who's who's the streakiest and all that kind of stuff. But this time of the year, September, middle of September, when we're not guaranteed a playoff spot, the more the more and more this month goes, it looks like Milwaukee's locking up the division. We're not guaranteed a playoff spot. You've got to capitalize in these situations. And Ross said it the other day. I know people wanted to crap on him for making – it was an out-of-context quote from David Ross talking about how – now is not the time to develop players. And he's right. He's mm-hmm. exactly right. And I think some, there was people out there last night that just wanted to shit all over David Ross because of that. And he's exactly right. He's exactly right. Now's not the time to do that. Now's not the time to be making just stupid boneheaded plays. And when you get two big, fat time opportunities to blow this game open twice, You've got to take it, especially this time of the year, because mm-hmm. face a team. You, 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 like you said, you've got Arizona coming this weekend. Arizona is chomping at the bit. They're pro- They're pissed off because they didn't sweep us this past weekend. They're tr- chomping, chomping at the bit to win this series this weekend because, as you know, the second wild card spot is obviously better than the third wild. The, you get in that third wild card spot. It's almost like you're in that chase. Oh my gosh, I don't want to be last. I don't want to be last. And if they're not careful, that's where it could be headed. But like you said, like we said, you can't, you can't blame, you can't blame this on Ross. Can't do it. No, you really can't because Tyler, at the end of the day, it comes down to execution, right? Like, yes, obviously the manager pulls the strings of the bullpen, pulls the strings of who's playing where and pitching situations and things like that. But David Ross can't take the bat and hit for these guys. David Ross can't you know, take the, take the ball for these pitchers and throw strikes. These guys got to execute. And the last two days, unfortunately, it's a matter of poor execution on part of the Cubs and mental errors cost arguably cost them both of these ball games. And when you start getting shit like that, and it's, it's one thing if you lose a hard fought series to a good baseball team, but I think that's why a lot of Cubs fans as of Sunday night, Tyler, were saying, all right, whatever. The Cubs lost yep. three or four to the Diamondbacks, but Diamondbacks are a good ball club. Diamondbacks are on their heels right now in the last wild card position. But when you go to Colorado and you play the second to worst team in all of baseball, mm-hmm. and you g- get beat two out of three, and we're uh, on the brink of getting swept two mm-hmm. out of three or out of in a three game set. Pardon me. Yeah, 
And that, so that let's be honest. That, that's, and let's be honest. This Monday, that Monday game, got a, Fulmer got a little lucky. I mean, got a considering the guy only threw two strikes and somehow got us out of that inning. They're lucky to have. They're lucky to be leaving Colorado with at least a win. Yeah, and I know that's. No. It sucks to say that, and I know, sure. I know. Sunday night, me and you talked about it. As far as I get it, Colorado, it's a tough, it's a, it's a difficult place to play when you're on the road. But at that same time, like we said, you've got to, you've got to come into this series with just the pedal to the metal, and just prepared to make the right decisions and to capitalize. Just on when you get a freaking fat cookie, you take it, you mm-hmm. take it. Yeah, and, and and just taking what a team gives you too, right? I think today with the bases juiced was examples, right? Because you guys got you got guys up there just trying to hack at everything. Yeah. Everybody in this whole series, and and Sutcliffe even brought it up, I think, on the broadcast one of the three nights, just saying like it seems like every time the guys are he brought it up today. Yeah, brought it up today. Yeah, because yeah. every single time they're up at the plate, it feels like they're trying to hit a home run and, and not the, just hit a fucking baseball. Yeah. Well, and the crazy thing is, the very the, like the first three innings, it felt like they changed. They had changed their approach from the last 100%, two nights. It 100%. felt like, that, especially that first inning, taking good at bats. Take Patrick Wisdom uh, worked an awesome walk. He, I mean, he was down 0-2 and turned around and got a walk out of it. Ian Happ had a nice oppo hit to to uh, to right, I believe, to lead off the the next inning. You score two more runs in the third, and wham, bam, there you go. You think, man, this this is gonna be an easy win. Yeah. I and I was I was really thinking that too myself. I was saying, wow, this team's gonna, you know, they're gonna manage to get out of here yeah. with two out of three. They responded. We've seen this team do this before, right? They respond on the quick turnarounds on getaway day. And but no, all of a sudden, after that third inning, something just disappeared. Something, happened, something disappeared. I don't know if they if they thought they had the game in hand, if they thought they were just gonna keep adding every inning. I don't know what it was. But like you said, Tyler, the first three innings in the last five and a half innings, technically, of this game were vastly different, yeah. vastly different. And, you know, the crazy thing is, is, yeah, Tyone probably got a little gas there toward the end. But overall, overall again, wasn't bad. Did not pitch that atrociously today. No, that error really fucked him you, in you, that in that you, fifth inning. You take away that error and you only have those three runs on a stat line. Totally that's, different ballgame. That's a that's. That is amazing. That is great at Colorado. You you give up just three runs and a start at Colorado. I'll take that every day. Absolutely, absolutely. And again, the and it's guys that Ian Happ makes that play every single day. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I can forgive PCA who's never played in Colorado in the sun for that. Yeah, because it never it, it also didn't amount to anything. That Ian Happ error unfortunately mm. directly led to runs. Yeah. Because that gets him out of the inning. It was two outs. Instead, no. Montero comes up, hits a two-run bomb, there and it's a completely, are. completely different ball game. Uh, Darren with a fun, you know, comment here says, "We've got holes. We ran out of fill dirt, hundred percent." And you know, there's a lot of things this team really needs to clean up. And thank God for this off day tomorrow. Yeah, I they yeah, need I it more than ever. It feels like because again, you're, you're running into outs on the bases yesterday. Today, just. Small mental mistakes costing this team. This team trying to do too much. Yeah. What happened? This isn't the Cubs that we've seen all season long. 
They're the team that, hey, you're going to give us this cool. We're going to take advantage of it. We're going to wa- work our good at-bats. We're going to work walks. We're going to timely hit. That's been the definition of this streak since the All-Star break. Today was not the Cubs. This was the Cubs of, of May that we yeah. saw in this series where they're trying to do too much. The bats can't get anything of meaning going. They can't hit for the fucking life of them with runners in scoring position. Like, it's one thing if you, you strand a couple guys at second base throughout a game. All right, shit happens. Pitcher might have just had a really good day and you don't get a lot of opportunities. You had the bases loaded more than once with, what, less than an out? Yeah. Or at least an out? The Less than two outs. Twice. Twice. And got nothing. Nothing. That is if you're going to be a winning ball club, especially this late in the year, when you've got the Diamondbacks nipping at your heels, when you've got the Phillies comfortably two games yeah. in front of you, when you've you got, got the Marlins coming, yeah, coming right the, behind them too. You got the freaking Reds that yeah. just won't go away. And the Brewers who just somehow managed they to keep on fucking winning despite having what three guys that are above average OPS players in their lineup. Yeah. That's it. Comes in what? Six. Yeah. That just it's, goes to show. That just goes to show. And I'm not, I'm not giving any praise towards Milwaukee. I'm not kissing their ass or nothing. It just goes to show nah, fuck the, the difference between when you execute and when you don't. 100%. They hit the ball just 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 enough. They feel just enough. They pitch now they're pitching they're at least their starters, they're pretty solid, but like they execute just enough and mm-hmm. they're they're the division. The division rankings, it shows that. Yeah, it sure does. And and, and Tyler, just quickly returning, uh, you know, for anybody that might be tuning into the show that didn't see the game, returning to the box score and, and kind of the scoring summary here. Cubbies ultimately able to get the first run, as you noted, with the sack fly from Cody Bellinger in that first inning after getting a couple guys on uh, with Nico and Belly on base. Swanson hit a double. I mean, he was just probably feet away from a home run. Yeah. Um, but that made it 2 nothing. Really? Seah comes up with the sack fly right after him, 3 nothing. Things are feeling good. Things are feeling great. They get one in the in the bottom of the fourth. No big deal. Ezekiel Tovar, who's becoming a real good ball player out there in Colorado. Yeah. He's going to you know, uh, one of two, you know, or one, you know, one of a couple base hits in that inning against Tyone, no big deal. But then 16th home run from Nolan Jones ties the game. We already mentioned the Montero homer after the after the uh, error, which ultimately allowed Chris Bryant to make it to second base. And then KB gets his 10th uh, in the bottom. I of the mean, seventh. it was, of course, man follows him uh, up too. Of course, yeah. of course. So he's going to. Yeah, well, especially when you knew you knew when he came back for this series, you're like, oh, oh he's yeah. gonna he's gonna fucking stick it to yeah. the Cubbies just because that's what he's gonna do. But again, yeah, you know, Tyler, we talked about it. Eleven total hits from this Cubs team, and you would think, wow, that's really yeah. good. Things must have been going really well. Well, when you consider the fact that and do, do a quick math, eight of those hits came from three players. Yeah. It, it makes the it makes the box score look a little different. Morell had the one hit today, took a walk as well. But Nico, Nico for four hits, four for four five hits. today from him. Four, hey, fortieth stolen bag too. Fortieth nice. stolen yeah. bag. First, uh, first Cub since Juan Pierre to eclipse forty stolen bases in the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice throwback name there with old Juan Pierre. Belly had the one hit in, in, in the RBI today. Suzuki was technically zero for three, took a walk though, and had the sack. Fly, yeah. which again, if you're scoring, if you're helping score runs, I'm gonna give a rat's ass. Ian Happ with two hits, Miguel Amaya with two hits. The rest of your lineup didn't do jack shit in this one. And it, it, it man, it is just really, really, really frustrating. But Tyler, speaking of frustrating, I think Cubs fans in general are frustrated a little bit with Hayden Wesneski. 
Yes. And you and I, again, uh, in our little pre pre-show planning session, briefly discussed Hayden Westnesky and not, not calling anybody out. I, I think it's just a great tweet from Jake Bunowski over at the Dingers boys, as we all know, good friends of ours. That kind of, I think, sums up how a lot of people feel about Hayden Westnesky right now this season. And that is, it was a good old classic Westnesky, and then essentially the emojis telling him to fire to the, get fired to the sun, <laughs> send him on a rocket to the sun. Yeah. And this, I think, quickly down a rabbit hole, and then we'll get back to on track to the game. And it'll probably take us right into our next talking point, which is some news that's that's going on in, in the world of Cubs baseball. When Cubs fans do this a lot, but I think a lot of fans in baseball do this, and that is bank on the prospects. Well, everybody's going to work out. It happened in 2015. Do you understand, folks, that that's like lightning striking twice in one place for all of your top prospects to make it to the show and be major competitors? That never happens. Never. I'm I'm old enough to remember the Brett Jacksons and Josh Vitters of the world. All right, trust me. It it and even uh, Corey Patterson, great example. Yeah, you know and, what I mean. Uh, who who's the other one? The uh, the third baseman, Vitters. Vitters, but also who's the guy from Texas? The guy from Texas. Oh like, fuck, Mike Olt. Mike Olt. Yes. It, again, perfect example, right? These guys that are top, you know, bona fide, you know, solid prospects. You know, with Hayden Wesneski, we got teased a little bit last year. Everybody, you <laughs> and I were just talking about this. You had him pegged to lead the team in strikeouts. I did. Scott Crawford, not not calling out Scott, but he's very active in our comments section. Yeah, call him out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> said he would be starting a playoff game for this Cubs team. He's not even in the rotation anymore. And he, right now, he's arguably on the fucking fence of even being on the roster. Yeah. It just goes to show, to sum up my rabbit hole point before we try to bring this thing well back toward the game again. It just goes to show that you cannot bank on prospects. When you're, oh, the Cubs shouldn't pay so-and-so because they got so-and-so. Like, my, my favorite thing this year and don't get me wrong, PCA, I think, is going to be a stud. I think he's the one prospect that's for sure going to work out. He's going to be a great ball player. I don't, I'm not really worried about that. But my favorite thing in the world is, you know, these pl- people who are like, oh, sign belly, but just exclusively play him at first. And I'm like, why? And they're like, well, because PCA is going to be up with the team right away next year. And I'm like, how the fuck do you know that? Yeah. I say sign belly because he's a gold glove outfielder. And then if you have to push him to first because it's a good problem to have, then you yep. do it. Exactly. It, it, enough of this banking on every prospect's going to work out shit. Look, it, at, it, look at Brandon Davis. Yeah. And I and that kills me. That one hurts yeah, because I, I'm a big Brennan fan. Yeah, but, you are. And that, was, that wasn't even like just him not being able to figure it out. He just couldn't stay healthy. Exactly. But the best ability is availability, folks. Yes. In sport, that is the number one thing. I know a lot of people give Ian Happ shit. Ian Happ has barely missed a fucking game the last two years. Unless it's like a designed off day. Mm -hmm. That's great. Cody Bellinger, we saw his absence and how much that hurt this team. That's why Dansby Swanson was probably the choice the Cubs wanted. The dude's an Iron Man. He played, played what, a hundred and... Or what was it? He played oh, dude. It was like all but two games. Yeah, over the last like, two I want to say it was like 160 games the last two or something. It was some crazy. Th- yeah, something I think he crazy played like 162 that. in a season and then 160. That's nuts. That's yeah. super rare. It just goes to show that uh, enough of this 
you know, oh, we're, you know, all these guys are going to be surefire hits. We don't need a, you know, we don't need to pay so-and-so because of this. We can move on from Seiya because Canario is going to be a stud. We don't know that. We don't know that, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, I, I and again, reeling it back in now, right? This Hayden Wesneski role for him, I don't even know what his role is, Tyler. Yeah. Because- I will say, it's, it's not that he's been awful. No, like before today, he he had like a two point. It was below a two point five ERA, but like like he's had his moments. Like he had that Cincinnati game where he looks solid. But like I know you're probably going into, he has these moments as well where he just when you really need him to be that shutdown guy. Hey, we need you to stop the bleeding. We need mm-hmm. you to stop the bleeding for this inning, for this inning and a third, inning and a half, whatever. And he's had his moments where it's just not been there. Yeah. And you know the crazy thing is Tyler too so far on the year at the at the major league level. In the month of September, he has been good. Uh today was, you know, obviously a time when you needed him to to keep you in it and it didn't work out so much. But for this month, he has a three one two ERA for the month of September. And in two appearances, he only made two appearances in the month of July, he had a two twenty-five ERA and only again, only four innings of work. He gave up one run, whatever. Every other month this year, Tyler, he hasn't had an ERA below four. Yeah. You know, he's – it's hard when you you have the guy start the year as a starter and then it doesn't work out and you try to peg him into something that he's not ready for. Yeah. Personally, again, if we're talking strictly from a development standpoint, and this is, again, where it goes to show, and I agree, right, we're not developing arms, we're trying to win ball games. I agree with David Ross. I wholeheartedly agree with that. And quite frankly, I thought today and, and yesterday PCA was going to help you win two ball games. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it just when he's been thrown into this role, if they were really prioritizing his development with Hayden Westneski, he would have been back in Iowa and would have been yeah. a starter all year. Yeah. And then if you want to ask him in the offseason to become a bullpen arm, you do that. Mm-hmm. I think – I think it's really screwed with him because I don't even think he knows what his role is on this team. And that, and that you're right. That could be part of it. That could be, it could be a mental thing for him where it's like, God, what am I supposed to, who am I? It's a, almost like an identity, an identity crisis sort of, you know, like just can't. And that can take a toll, especially on a young guy who entering this season probably thought that I'm the fifth starter. Mm-hmm. And then here we are. And it's like we've said this time of the year, it's a, it's a, what, especially in September, you're pushing for a playoff playoff spot. It is a, what have you done for me lately type thing. Mm-hmm. And the whole, and I get it. It was just one run today, but you keep doing that. And eventually this time of year, uh, someone else had said, it. I can't remember. I heard it on another show. You basically, basically you just become a warm body out there to play catch with. And, your opportunities are going to be slim to none yeah. because this time, I mean, you got, you got Arizona this weekend. If those games are close, Wesneski's not throwing. Hell no, absolutely not. not. I completely agree. Darren with a really good comment here in this comment section about Wesneski says at the end of spring training, something happened to Wesneski. He hasn't righted it since you can see the change his last couple spring appearances. Yeah, and and maybe that's something that the the pitching staff have have asked him to tinker with, and he just hasn't been able to capture it. But sometimes, 
Tyler, I'm the firm believer when it comes to sports that you can overcoach a player into being ineffective. Yeah. Because, yes, sometimes we've seen it with this Cubs pitching lab. They've been able to take guys, tinker a couple few things, and they get really good, right? We, we've seen it time and time and time again. But I think there's also a world where, in Hayden Wesneski's case, comes in, play, is really good last year, right? The Cubs didn't have a lot of time to tinker with him last year. Then you have a whole offseason to tell him what he should be doing, but then he just can't grasp it. Sometimes you can overcoach a guy into ineffectiveness. Maybe that's what happened with Nitlessness. Maybe he's been trying to work on something and it just hasn't hit. And if I'm the Cubs, good readjusting coaching is to say, you know what? Fuck it. Do what you were doing before. And we'll we'll yeah. we'll get back to the drawing board and we'll try to figure something out that's gonna work for you. Because right now, something's just not clicking for yeah. West Nesky. Hell, look at former Cub uh Jake Arietta. Yeah. That happened to him in Baltimore. Sure did. More came over to Chicago and, and basically told him, Hey, go back to doing what you were doing. And you know, the rest is history, but yeah, I mean, it, it could fuck, it, it could, it could mess it, mentally. It can take a toll on him and you know, it's gotta be, he goes out there, that freaking stat line out there on the big scoreboard. Everybody sees it. He sees it. And it's like, fuck, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Kind of like you said, I, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, Maybe maybe a uh, maybe a trip back down to Iowa. I mean, even though this is the end of the year, pretty much, I think they only got like a week left. I don't know, man. It, it, it just it just something's not there. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, it's unfortunate. It really is, and it, it's funny too. All three of the guys that pitched before Boxberger in today's game, guys that struggle with giving up a lot of fly balls and get hit hard, and they were playing at course, which is never great. But again, you gotta yeah. you gotta execute. You gotta execute, and uh, of course, it, it ended up backfiring. Tyler, uh, we've we've touched on everything today. We touched on the 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 hitting ineffectiveness, the defense, just the overall attitude of the team, the pitching. Any any final thoughts before we uh, talk thoughts. a little bit about the news cycle here for the Cubbies? Yeah, uh, I think, like you say, you take advantage of this. Take advantage of this off day. I think today. This is why you get a guy like Dansby Swanson. Mm. I think a guy like Dansby in that clubhouse, he gets everybody together and he's like, guys, look, we know who we are. We're better than this defensively, offensively. You know, obviously he's been there. He's done that. And I think he gets them together and be like, you know, look, we're better than this. We know it. Let's just erase this, erase this series. And come into Friday just ready, just ready to go. Like it's freaking opening day and you're ready to just ball out. And and I think that's and that's that's part of the reason you get Dansby Swanson anyways. And I think you do that. And yeah, man, we've got to just we've got to capitalize this weekend. Sure do. I have I have no better way to say it. I think that's a great point. And like you said, right? Play like it's opening day. We're gonna we're gonna throw out a good old Nick Castellanosism here and every day's opening. Day. Treat it as yeah. such. Reset, new, you know, new start, get it going. Tyler, let's talk quickly here about Marcus Stroman. Uh, ironically, the last time you and I were on the microphone, we also talked about Marcus Stroman, more so that he could come back yes, and be a reliever. Now there's I guess more development on top of that original point that yep. 
he is he has pretty much told the Cubs, told Tommy Hadovy, who was on 670 to score today, that he will take on whatever role the Cubs ask him to play. You want me to come yeah. out of the pen? Cool. You want me to start? Cool. You want me to do whatever? Cool. And you had an interesting thought, which was one I actually thought about writing up the article over at ontapsportsnet.com today. With Adbert Elzele on the shelf, would you tell Marcus Stroman you're going in the bullpen and we might throw you out in the ninth because we need to get through and just let him go back there? And Because here's the thing is like – And again, stroke close. But there's also this thing with, with Stroman where like – you don't know what he's going to be out of the pen. Yeah. But what are your thoughts? I have thoughts. I'm going to reserve them. I want to hear from you. Uh, Well, I don't hate it. I don't hate that idea. I know I was looking through his stats, his career stats, and he's only made, it was either three or maybe six relief appearances. And they were all back in 2014 in his rookie year. Mm -hmm. I don't hate it. Kind of to go back to what we were talking about with Wes Nesky at the, at the very least, you could give him that role of that, of that six, seven, sixth or seventh inning, you know, innings either. You need you need some outs. But at the same time, you watch Michael Fulmer on Monday. You definitely don't want him closing. Julian Me- Julian Merriweather. I like Julian Merriweather in that seventh, eighth inning role. Mo- I-, I-, I like him right now. I like him in that eighth inning role mm-hmm. because Mark Leiter Jr. hasn't been Mark Leiter Jr.-like lately. With that being said, I wouldn't mind him like in the seventh. I mean, why not? Why not at least try it once? Because sure. you know he's got the stamina. You know, I don't know how he feels. I mean, and obviously they're going to sit down and talk to him about, you know, how would you feel about throwing on back-to-back days? Mm-hmm. Don't hate it. At the same time, with because with Adbert, I'm not a doctor, but a forearm strain makes me wonder if we're even going to see him at all the rest of the rest of the season. I don't know. But I wouldn't hate that idea. I wouldn't. I why not try it? Yeah. No, and I, I completely agree. Why not try it? My, I guess, thing, I guess, for lack of a better term here, Tyler, with the Strowman thing is if you told them, all right, you're coming out of the pen, I think coming out of the pen is going to be the most effective form of Marcus Strowman. Yeah. If he's truly up for it, which to me, Marcus Strowman strikes me as a guy who can adapt pretty quickly. And say, hey, look, if, if that's what I got to do. Let me throw a couple of bullpen sessions as I, as if I'm preparing to be a reliever, and we'll go from there. Yeah. Because to me, I don't think there's enough time to stretch him out to be a starter right now. No, and I and I don't like the idea of using him as a opener for let's say two innings, and then you've got seven innings to figure it out with your bullpen. Fact. I would I would much rather. I would much rather them trot out the starting five that they have right now, even including Tyone. Because, again, Tyone was not atrocious today. He gave you a chance to win. They just did a lot of stupid shit that screwed up their chances today. I would rather them trot out the current starting five that they have rather than trying to work Strowman in, like you said, to be an opener. Because, to me, Strowman's not going to be able to go six innings coming back. He he hasn't pitched since – hold on. July 31st. July 31st, Cincinnati. Yeah. So, uh, it's been a month and a half. Yeah. I mean, you don't come back after a month and a half and probably throw more than maybe four innings. No, yeah. Like, and and quite frankly, we're not at a point in the season where you can give him that time to work up to six and seven again. Yeah. You're in a playoff race. 
you're just trying to get a chance to get into the dance at this point. If he's if he's willing, which it sounds like he is, given all reports, let him come in and use him in different ways, right? Yeah. You could tell him that, hey, Stro, today you're available more as like a we need two or three out of you type guy, potentially. And he's like, all right, cool. You know, and yeah. he he throws his normal stuff. But if there's a game where it's it's late and maybe the the next three guys coming up have seen Stro and they're not good against Strowman in their careers, you tell Stro, hey, buddy, ninth is yours. Yeah. But when you're out there, go ahead and throw gas, right? Yeah. He doesn't need to preserve himself to go eight innings. Let him throw 15 just the hardest he can throw. Yeah. Maybe some of that movement is give, even crazier when he's throwing with more gas. Give him the last two innings, even if that's the case. He, he gets out of the eighth pretty easy. Hell, fuck it. Throw the ninth too, man. Yeah. I, I think I think there's multiple ways they can use him out of the bullpen where, quite frankly, he's going to be a better option some of the guys that you currently have in there. I right? agree. We just talked about, I mean, Hayden Wesneski has looked lost at times this year. Overall, Drew Smiley has been good in in the pen, but today he got banged up with the one uh, the solo home run. He's he's been good at a limited, like yeah. a a limited role, which right. goes back to if you use Strowman as that opener and he only makes it through the second inning, then do you really trust West Nesky? Do you really trust the the, the combination of West Nesky and Drew Smiley to get you to the seventh inning? No, not really. I, I, I agree wholeheartedly with that. So that's where I stand on the on the Strowman stuff. It'll be interesting to see because reportedly, you know, we talked about it. They were talking about September 15th. That's Friday. Yeah. If he's coming back, we'll probably start to hear whispers tomorrow on the off day, if I had a guess, if it's yeah. truly true or not. Um, any official roster move probably won't come until probably after business hours, quite frankly, on Friday, um, given that it's an 840 start on Friday night in Arizona. Um, quickly here to the comments. Darren says, sadly, with no Alzale, he thinks it'll be closer by committee till the end of the season. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I don't. I don't know if there's one guy that I think he you just roll. I think David. With. I think Ross just rolls with the hot hand at the moment. Yeah, I, I, I like agree. These, this, especially this next weekend, this or this coming up weekend is basically it. it it's kind of like a playoff series. Yeah, it, it really is. And and you know what, Tyler? I think that's a great way to kind of steer the conversation toward Friday's game and the start of the series with the Diamondbacks. Colorado was in the past. We don't got to be a Coors anymore this year. The Rockies are starting to play in their offseason trips already. Cubs are not because they are expecting to be playing October baseball. Uh, but a 7-3 loss here on Wednesday getaway day is not great. Cubs drop the series to the Rockies. Um, but as we noted, Tyler, they open a three-game set with those trailing Diamondbacks in the wild card standings for three games over the weekend at Chase Field in Phoenix, Arizona on Friday, September 15th. It's an 8.40 Central Time start, as we mentioned, and uh, it's currently the TBD as the who's going to pitch. We do know that Arizona is throwing Gallon today and are throwing Kelly tomorrow. So we do not see Cubs will not see either one of those guys in this upcoming series. So to me, this is the better opportunity humbly that if you're going to take two out of three against the Diamondbacks, this is when it's going to happen because you don't see their two best pitchers. And Tyler, it's the streak buster. It's the slump ender. It's Justin Steele on the bump on Friday. Got it. Got to take Friday's game, especially after the freaking gym that he threw his last outing against Arizona. Well, who was that? Uh, was it Mel? Merrill? Was it was it Kelly? He faced. Mm-hmm. Got can't have back. You cannot cannot have back to back losses with him on the mound. 
So got it. Got to take advantage of. Got to take advantage of Friday. Have to. I don't care who TBD is. I don't care if they pull Randy Johnson out and give him a bionic arm. You've got. You've got to take Friday's game. Yeah, Friday's game ever important. It establishes the tempo. And again, you're going into Arizona. You'll have the off day to reacclimate to to being at lower altitude. All these games at weird times, too, for those that are curious. Uh, the boys will be back Friday night. I see the boys as a general statement. Um, Joey and Nick are probably locked in at this point. We know they're 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 kind of becoming our little Friday crew. It's kind of fun. The little, the little late night crew. The little late night crew on a Friday night. Um, yours truly may or may not be joining them. Uh, it depends on how the uh, the old schedule shakes out between now and Friday. But I might be on with the boys as well. We might be talking a little late night, a uh, little Cubs after dark per se, recapping this start from Friday. And again, steel on the bump. Got to get the job done quickly. Just reading off the starting pitchers uh, for the Cubs over throughout the weekend. Every Arizona start is listed as TBD. Saturday's a 7-10 local time start with Kyle Hendricks on the bump. Sunday is a 6-10 start with Jordan Wicks on the bump. It is ESPN Sunday Night Baseball uh, as well Ooh. with the Diamondbacks and Cubbies. We should be live after the ESPN Sunday Night Baseball game uh, with a full weekend recap uh, of Saturday and Sunday's games. As we mentioned, uh, the boys will be live Friday night after that one. Tyler, obviously you said they need to get the win. How do they get the win? What What are you looking for out of this Cubs team as they look to rebound on Friday? Well, you know you know what you're going to get out of Justin Steele. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's automatic. With that being said, it's basically – the exact opposite of what we just talked about. You've got to capitalize in the, in the decision, in the opportunities that they get. I don't care if it's the first, even if it's the first, second, third inning, whatever it is, you get those opportunities runner on second base, no outs. You've got to score them. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. I get it. Baseball's a long season, like we said, but this time of the year, I'll, I'll repeat it 50 times. You have to capitalize in these situations. It's, it's the basic fundamental things that, you hear about even when when we all when we all played played ball in school and everything like that. Like you've got to capitalize on those situations, and if they do, you've got Justin still on the mound. I believe Friday night Friday night might be uh, might be a good night. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Don't beat yourselves and rely on your ace. I, I think that's the the message for Friday's game. I'm right there with you, Tyler. Before we close this thing down, do you have a fly the W pick for us? Uh, for the w. I think that this guy's pissed because he didn't get a hit today and he's been smoking the ball. Hmm. I'm going with Saya. Got to go with Saya. I like it. I like it. I, Tyler, am going to take a little bit from what you said as kind of some closing thoughts to that Rocky series. You go get Dansby Swanson for a reason, yes. right? The guy's the ultimate gamer. The guy is the ultimate just when you need a big hit, he comes through. Hey, I'm people gonna... forget Arizona was his first team. Yeah, he was drafted by the Diamondbacks, number one overall. A lot of people forget that. Was uh, involved in the infamous uh, Shelby Miller trade, yep. if I remember correctly, uh, that sent him ultimately to Atlanta. Um, and obviously he became what he became with the Atlanta Braves. Tyler, I'm going to go ahead and take like Dansby it. to have a big series I in like in Arizona, uh, where his MLB journey started um, as a Diamondback prospect, and then obviously it. where he was ultimately flipped. So I'm going to go take um, the leader, the, the bona fide leader of that Cubs clubhouse as my fly, the W pick. I like it. Um, 
Ladies and gentlemen, as we mentioned, we will be back Friday evening. No show from us on Thursday, the off day. Uh, we encourage you guys to enjoy the day off. Enjoy the hopefully decent weather still wherever you're at uh, as we start to get into the fall months now. Um, and truly fall weather. It's been like that, at least in the Chicagoland area. Mm. Tyler, I'm sure by you, it's still a little bit steamy, a little bit warm. A little bit. A little bit, a little bit, yeah. So, um, encourage everybody to enjoy. But, again, the boys will be back, at, at least two of us, maybe three of us, on Friday night following that late night uh, late night game. Excuse me. And then we'll be back with you guys again on Sunday night following the ESPN Sunday night baseball broadcast. Tyler, before we get out of here, as always, reminding everybody, Cubs on tap. One of two official podcasts here covering the Chicago Cubs at on tap sports network. Check out our friends over at the dingers podcast. They were live on Monday night. They'll be live every Monday night. Uh, the rest of the way, lots of off days, especially on Mondays here to close out the season. So you will exclusively hear from the dingers boys on Mondays for the next couple weeks. They go live right around eight 15, eight 30 every single night, central time here on the on tap sports net YouTube page. If you want to listen along and, or any of our shows, you know, the drill, like subscribe, hit the bell button. You'll know when all of our shows go live be sure to follow them at dinger cubs on the socials follow us at cubbies on tap c-u-b-b-i-e-s i am at loose on tap at teddy freddy 270 at juice on tap at nick underscore on tap at joey knows nothing apples guy rob you know the drill follow the whole crew at tyler smith isl as well and tyler bulls bears blackhawks they're all getting ramped up fall sports season is here it's still baseball season in our hearts but fall sports are coming be sure to check out all of our other great shows as well and cubs fans you know the drill uh even after a tough loss and a tough losing series to the rockies it's still not as bad on the north side as it is on the south side uh send your friends to our friends over at socks on tap they do a great job covering the south siders on tap sports.com at on tap sports on social media the on tap sports go and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. Darren says he'd go steal Wicks and Hendricks for starters. Tell everybody else, including Ty on the stay loose committee from here on out. Interesting thought. Uh, and I think a good one to leave everybody with Tyler. What do you say? My friend, we get out of here. The only way we know how that comes on. Ron, let's go snake hunting this weekend mm. and fuck the Cardinals. And let's go Cubbies, baby. <laughs>